Welcome to Panda Expressed, a podcast created for you to feel more inspired and connected to Panda. I'm your host, Andrea Chern, Chief Brand Officer, and I sit down today with your co-founder and Chief Inspiration Officer, Andrew Chern, to chat about his life, his passions, and all things Panda. Enjoy. Welcome back, Andrew, to Panda Express. It's the first podcast featuring you in 2022. Very nice to be back. We are going to start this podcast as we've started all other podcasts with a lightning round of questions. Now, the goal of this lightning round of questions is for all listeners to get to know Andrew a little bit more as human than as CEO and founder. So let's go ahead and get started. What is your favorite way to work out? Probably the best thing for me is to walk. I can either walk outdoor or indoor. And depending on the weather and the time, right? If it's too late, then I need to walk inside. So I do walk on the treadmill. And I would prefer to spend at least an hour on the treadmill. And I also keep the temperature of the room somewhat on the warmer side, like 76 77 so i get a good sweat and uh, i can actually multitask you know i could make phone calls and i could watch youtubes i could watch the games you know and i really get going you know the other way is to go outside and oftentimes i would just turn on the uh, audiobooks and that really helps too because if I'm getting ready for a speech or whatever, I can get into the mindset of what am I thinking about? What am I paying attention to? Do you walk every day? Yes, yes. I try really hard to hit average of a 10,000 steps. It's a great deal of discipline. And getting to 10,000 steps every day is a very solid goal. Now, related, you talked about sort of being inside and outside. When you are outside, what is your favorite sunny day activity? Playing golf is probably the most enjoyable, especially when I'm playing well. The skill of golf, I would say, is a perishable commodity. It works one day and it doesn't work the next day. You know, so recently I found a kind of a new way of understanding the swing and I experimented with it and I'm doing really well with it. I'm going to continue to do it and I think it's showing up pretty well. Mm. You're refining your skill set so it won't be perishable. It's important. Well, you know, you have to work at it. You have to work on adopting and also being observant of yourself. You know, golf is something that I could see how other people do it, and it's very obvious, like some of the mistakes that's happening. And there's no mirror. When somebody take a video of you, that's a really good way to see yourself. And, you know, when I see myself, I know what am I not doing well. However, I don't get to see myself that often. So, you know, this goes for life too, right? You could learn to see from other people's perspective and be very aware of who you are and who you're not. Intentionally, we want to be better, and how we show up sometimes doesn't do the work. To really know thyself, you really need feedback from the people you're with. Understood. 
It's a good principle to observe yourself, to always improve, make sure that you're driving yourself, but also having the outward feedback to help you get better as well. You know, I'm never in the same place. I make adjustments, and sometimes these adjustments just does not turn out the way you think. You can adjust again so that you keep away from like a certain non-effective ending. Begin with the end in mind. You know that if you keep doing what you're doing, the result is not going to be good. Okay, it's not going to work. So why not change and change now? Because you don't have to change that much. You just modify a little bit you know, to see if the results will be a little different. And when you get used to change, you can make big changes if it doesn't work out and dial back a little bit. So whatever it takes, life really requires a lot of changes. And when you do that, you know, timely and really helps. Completely agree. I think that our company is really based on the idea of progress. And part of what you're talking about too, Andrew, is how we go about or how you go about approaching life. Some of the key principles and some of the questions that you ask to think about how you can best operate in the world. And right in front of you, we're moving away from the lightning round of questions into a diagram that is really important to you. And we can describe it a little bit as Andrew's mindset or sort of the bits of wisdom that he leans into. And it will be shared with all listeners. But I'd love to be able to walk through this framework with you to give listeners a better view as to the principles and to the questions that you ask and that you think are important. Great. Let me start with the first question. It's in the purple circle. Did I add value today? Why is that an important question for you, Andrew? You know, a lot of things that we do all the time. We get up, we do this, we do that. All we intend to. However, what you do does not result in anything. Then you did it for nothing. Or you did it wrong. In fact, a lot of people get up and they do something, they might hurt something. You really have to be mindful about what did you do? What are you trying to achieve? And did I move the needle? Did I get some results? Did I help anything? Did I help anybody? So the question in my mind is always like, do I do things? Did I do negative? So adding value ought to be the aim. And also, how do you know that? So there's got to be a measurement of what did you do? Well, you know, for most people, I would say, did I add value? For your own self, you can measure by, did I improve? Did I get promoted? And did I make more money? Am I doing more things? Am I helping more people? Am I making influences? So these are the kind of things that you could measure to say, you know, I actually are doing something that is a measurable results. Which is very correlated to the next question in the orange circle, which is, would I recommend what I do to others? Why is this question important to you, Andrew? Well, at the end of it, when you do things, if you didn't complete it, if someone did not receive it as like, wow, it made a difference on my life, or it made a difference for that moment, right? And when you do something that exceeded people's expectation, people is going to say, wow, this is really good. 
I'll share that experience with someone else. You know, it takes that kind of uh, effort of above and beyond. So when you do that, you yourself are going to say, well, I did that. I wasn't going to go all out. I did that. I made an impact. I made somebody feel really good. You know, I gave them a little extra, whether it's a little more food or whatever, a little service, extra smile, extra greeting, and help them with what they wanted. Little things above and beyond without them asking for it. To me, I think that's big, right? And when you do something that extraordinary, you actually think like, wow, I did that. That's how you inspire yourself. Inspiration sometimes is not about like, I'm going to inspire you. If I do enough things, I get inspired. I'm going to show up very differently. That's the goal. Understood. So it's actually very correlated to adding value. If adding value is about sort of the plus versus the zero or the negative, it's the adding value that actually you repeat and want to repeat because it inspires you and inspires others as well. Well, you notice with all these questions, it's not about what you thought you did. It has to actually impact the people that you're dealing with. If they don't say it, they cannot recommend Panda to other people. We didn't do enough. So how do we change that? You know, and there is that intention with every transaction, you can go extra and it will happen. It takes practice, but it also, more importantly, what we're practicing is a different mindset. It's not like good enough is good enough. Like I'm going above and beyond. I'm going to wow somebody. I'm going to do something that is very special, out of ordinary, extra steps. People are going to say, wow, that's the goal. Which is very related in terms of mindset to the next circle in green, which is what can I do to make things better? Why is that question important to you, Andrew? You know, these things all comes from books. How do I make things better? You know, just like Panda. If you look at the service, you know, we're a $5 billion company and we make plenty of money. Our managers are averaging close to about $100,000 now. And most of our managers are able to buy and own homes now. So on every indication, you could say we're doing very well. Well, you know, why is there like a 20 some odd percent of turnover in management? You know, a lot of people start with us and uh, they're doing very well. They go from making twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 to be very successful and making over hundred. Why are they quitting? So there are things that we think we're doing well. It's not good enough. So we need to actually go above and beyond. What are the things that are not helping us, holding people back? What are the things that we can change a little bit more about it? How do I make the work easier and, and more effective, right? You know, so a lot of those little things don't hesitate to change it and change it quickly. So if it doesn't make sense what we're doing, you know, we need to alter it. We need to make adjustment. And so the work becomes more effective with less effort 
and you have better results. And as we think about making changes, observing, adapting, learning, creating progress, that's very related to the next question, which is, what is the good business reason for doing this? Why is that question important to you, Andrew? Well, you know, a lot of time as a supervisor, we try to help our people to give them the reason for the change, the reason why we do things the certain way. However, very frequently, that the people that's on the receiving end, they don't get it. So oftentimes, I get questions like, what do you want me to do? I respond by, you know, what do you think you should be doing and why? And there's a good reason to do it this way. People, sometimes they're so very worried about making mistakes or getting a misunderstood, you know. So as much as we try, there's a fear factor. Did I do the right thing? And that actually is a big challenge to get over, to be confident in yourself, right? I cannot help you to be confident. I can only share with you how I do things and give you enough space to learn, to adjust, and to have the confidence to say, this is the right way to do it. But to do that, you got to know the basics and you got to be very good at the basics of what to do. So that takes a while, you know. So that will forever be the work of the supervisor to give people the good reason and to share with them the thoughts behind it and to over-educate and to over-verbalize so that there's no chance that they don't understand. And how does that relate to on the outer circle, Andrew, as we are over-educating, as we are coaching our associates to be great business leaders, how does that relate to being a street fruit vendor? Being a street fruit vendor is really about being very self-reliant. Just imagine I'm a street fruit vendor. I'm all by myself. I have all that stuff in the open. And even if I wanted to go to the bathroom, I have to worry if somebody's going to come in. However, if you're by yourself, what are you going to do? You're going to have to figure out and you're going to have to do everything you can. That includes whatever you need, like getting your guests to help. Can you actually help me for five minutes so I can go take a break? I mean, be very creative. You know, when you are a a street food vendor, the first thing that you think about, any problem that you come up with, okay, I'm responsible. Because I don't have anybody else to rely with. So as a manager of a store, this would be like, well, you own the store and you don't have an ACO, you don't have outside help. Can you think about solving your own problem 100% of the time? And that's what being a street food vendor is about, right? You're a thousand percent really relying on your own all the time. Understood. There is a saying on the top of this circle, which is the way you do anything is the way you do everything. What does that mean to you, Andrew? It is about the tendency, right? If someone is clean and neat, you could guess 
that it will happen in their house, in their cars. And likewise, you know, not so good habits will probably show itself up in the different places, right? And so success and failure is really about your habit. If you have a lot of good habits, good things will happen. So we are really a product of what we normally do, what we always do, and that is our habit. We have good habits, we would likely to have good results. We have not so good habits, we probably won't have good results. Now, will there be uh, some special cases? Yes. However, I think as a batting average, when you do good things, when you have good habits, the good things will follow you. We have absolutely talked about things like papaya management. And papaya management is taking, again, going back to a prior podcast, a disciplined approach to even how you eat a papaya, just so that there's no waste. But the idea of discipline in your habits as a way of approaching life and as a way of growing, we absolutely have talked about and is a core theme of yours, Andrew. I really love how that's paired with the idea of being a street fruit vendor, because then you have that ownership mindset, and then your actions are about creating discipline habits that have a positive impact. So as we move to the last question in the outer circle here, do I inspire others? Why is this question of inspiring others important to you? Actually, I probably think about, do I inspire myself? So I become a better model for other people. And I think about if I try to do it with other people in mind, I don't know if I could inspire other people. However, if I go out of my way to do things myself, where I am like inspired by that, to me, that's important. An example might be that, uh, you know, at Panda Inn, I love to buy a drink for other people. Nowadays, when I see an old customer, I buy their dinner. They're like, wow, he did that. And for me, it's not about trying to inspire people. It's like just to be really nice to your guest. And some of the people that I keep in touch with, and when they have a need or whatever, I go out of my way to figure out how I can help them. And so I feel really good about that. And do a lot of good deeds. Do a lot of good deeds. Serve the community, donation, in little extra things multiply in many, many, many ways. It really makes life like really, really different. And go out of your way to treat someone else really, really well. And how does the question of do I inspire others relate to our mission of inspiring better lives? Everything works fundamentally from personal level. If I'm doing well personally, it's going to show up at work. And if I'm able to be very self-sufficient, now I have the ability to help other people. So better life is the fundamental necessity to facilitate the fact that you can do more than for yourself. You know, that's why I would say, learn to live a better life. There's no limitation. Better life is not just about money also. It's really about how do we learn how to be self-sufficient, 
and to be helpful to others and to also to adopt to adjust so that a little bit too much of this needs to be changed a little not enough of that needs to be added you know so we are living a balanced life that's forever a struggle and i think you know walking in that role it's so exciting right because one day i'm doing really well next day yeah you know i didn't do that well you know and so for me you know it when you're centered you know it and every little adjustment that makes the day very different very meaningful that's it that's what we're going by and then more frequently you could land in that area balanced i had a good day okay good things happen that is also related to the Chinese characters that are a part of this diagram. So on the left is the character that represents self-awareness. At the bottom is a character for giving, and to the right is the character for growth. Can you tell us why these characters are important, Andrew? Well, you know, this is really more about know thyself. We have to grow physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. When we grow, good things happen. And we could deal with people more effectively. We could deal with tasks more effectively. I think this whole thing really is about personal development. It's about from me to other people, right? It's about person to person. It's about being personal. It's not about just being task-oriented. So being personal is what's in it for you. I want to actually think about What's it for you? What can I do that you will actually benefit, not from just this interaction, but from this idea of personal growth so that you can live a better life, you could take care yourself better, and you could take care of your family, and then onwards, right? And to do all these things, to grow personally, you need to be very self-aware. Sometimes it's not working. Sometimes is working. Sometimes you depend too much on one thing. You need to adjust that. So it's a balanced act always to be effective. Being self-aware is about almost every moment, every engagement, how you show up and how you show up differently over time, right? You say, oh, this guy changed. You know, he's like so much easier to talk to now, you know, and he's like improved. He's kinder. And the last one is about giving. You know, giving is a practice, as I say, but giving doesn't have to do with like giving substantive things like material things, right? Giving is giving advice, giving help, physical help. You need my help, and I call you, you show up, and you know, whatever forms of help. And the way we are is we actually become a better human being is because we feel like we're able to and we can afford to give. So if you want some help monetarily, I'm able to help you. This is really about opening yourself up so that your heart is open, you get a bigger heart, and you're able to think, did you hit the spot for them? Did you do enough to get the results 
you know, when they receive it, they say, wow, you know, you're more than generous. When it comes to treating other people, one of my goals is like, can I do more? Did I do enough? Did I go out enough? You know, you go above and beyond to actually help people to think about how to help themselves, to share with them, you know, how to fish. You know, did you think of this? So you could do something for people so that they can move on, not keep coming back to you for solutions. Wouldn't that be like awesome if you can do that? But you know, that takes a lot of skill. And also, you also have to be wise to deal with what's out there, right? There are people that you can help. There are people that you cannot help. Don't overestimate your capability, by the way, also. And as you are talking about the actions that you're taking and the movement forward and how you're going to be other-centered and giving, how does that relate to the last circle that's part of this diagram, the one in the very center, which says, do get it done? Why is that important, Andrew? You know, I'm very result-oriented. and I think that's a blessing. I've been able to accomplish a lot and sometimes very quickly with very little resources. You can imagine, in life is not like this. And I can get things from point A to point B quickly and do it you know, with urgency and get it done. And then actually something shows up. So if you waste a lot of actions, you do a lot of things and it does not create results. What have you just done? You know, a lot of the people value themselves by the effort. Yes, that's very, very important. And sometimes that effort is the foundation, right? We also have to be very mindful of why this is not really done. So I think the theme here very, very much applied is the workability. How did it work? If it worked, how do you know? How do you measure, right? However, in our hard heart, Okay, everything we do that we could be slightly more effective. So if I do something, if I did not get the desired results, then, you know, what do I have to do? So life is about making these little progresses, right? Like when you work at Panda, one of the things that people say, I'm leaving Panda because someone else is giving me a better opportunity. And I'm saying like, really? Who would that be? The reality is at Panda, you can make life as good as you want. And you're in charge. You're not waiting for other people. You could write the script. You could write your own future. You could design anything you want and get there yourself. And that's how life really can work like that. And I wanted to see it happen like this. And so everything that we do needs to be very thoughtful, short term and longer term. You know, if I wanted to have some success in whatever area, I can design it. You know what? I invite you to come and talk to me. And if you have a bigger ideas and you wanted to go after it, and you want to do more for yourself, for your family, and for the company, you know, come talk to me. Don't put a 
limitation on your career at Panda because you think that someone else is going to stop it for you because it doesn't have to be that way. Looking back, I don't take no for an answer. Do you think I don't get pushbacks? I do. I do get pushbacks. However, I take it, I process it. I'm not a bull in the china shop. I have to deal with every little things that come to me at some point effectively because I cannot sit here and talk about these things if I didn't have to deal with anything. I'm just a normal human being with more experiences, right? My experiences, by and large, have worked out well for me. Well, the reason it worked out is because I change and I adopt and I use resources that's available to me or I look for resources that's helpful to me. I try different things. You know, all the things I try many times, frequently, it didn't work. You know what? I change again. I don't get stuck in that place. And so as I adjust, as I modify, the solution comes about and it helps me. Being solution-oriented, right? You know, some of us, we think to think. And I try to do is I think what to do. I think how to act. I think what I need to change. I think I am in charge. I think about doing it myself, changing it myself, modifying myself. And I think about it now. I think about what to do. Okay. I don't think about like, oh, should I, should I, do I or don't I? No. I think about what is next steps. You know, with everything that I face, I have a step. I would do this. I would do that. I would do this. So I'm very, at least, action-oriented. So I don't stay in the same place. And that's why things get done. It's a great way to think about do get it done because it is about being in action and it is about being results-oriented. But it also very much is about the way you get to that result, how you are learning, how you are changing, how you're creating progress. I love the idea of life being a series or a way of sort of progressing from one step to the next. And that's how we can be moving forward. Life is about positioning. And if I think a lot, if I prepare myself this way, if I act this way, if I do a lot of things differently, I am in a good place that good things will happen. I'm in the place that I'm more likely to be successful and more likely other people can find me and collaborate and work with me. So my chances of being successful is just greatly enhanced. That's what we do all the time. So Panda is the benefactor of that, isn't it? Yes. Panda at its best is a place that enables all of our associates to be positioned to grow and to prosper and to inspire others to better. So as you think, Andrew, about these principles and these questions, what is the overall takeaway that you want the audience to hear? You know, this is the mindset that I accumulated for many years in the business. Well, you know, one thing is that I'm always up to what's next. I'm thinking about 10,000 stores and beyond. I'm thinking about, you know, making more things happen. So 
one of the things that you have to have is what are you up to? When you up to something that's really big and bigger than yourself, is bigger for everyone else, you know what? This is what you needed for your family, for your community, for the company, for the world, whatever it is. When you're up to something big, these knowledges become very useful. And otherwise, it's just going to be knowledge. It is a great reminder to not just learn to learn, but to learn to actually apply it into action so that we can be up to something big in our world and make that positive impact. Thank you so much, Andrew, for this time on Panda Express. It has been a gift to learn from you. Well, thank you. I loved it. I hope everyone else will feel the same way. Thank you for listening to Panda Express. We wish you the inspiration and courage to make the best of today. Please share this podcast with all you consider family and visit us for more inspiring stories.